Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Generation Podcast, a place where we talk about sports, science, and technology. We're your hosts. My name is Blake. And I am Will. And today we are going to be talking about the James Webb Space Telescope. Before we begin, I'd just like to say that um, our goal for the end of 2021 is to have a thousand plays on our podcast. So basically one play. So if you listen to the podcast one time, if you listen to one episode, that's one play. So a thousand, a thousand plays is a thousand plays. And that's our goal by the end of 2021. Really? Right. A thousand plays is a thousand plays? Yeah. So Damn. right now, uh, it is November 11th. Um, we are at 469 plays at the moment. so far. Um, so please share this. Please share any of our episodes. Just please help us get to our goal by the end of the year. It would mean a lot. Yeah, we're not like desperate, desperate or anything. No. But if you and can, you don't want to be one of those like people then, that like make you like like or subscribe. Or yeah, anything. but it would mean a if lot. If you have any friends that you think would be interested, then it would be awesome if you would let them know about us so that we can reach our goal by the end of twenty twenty one. Yeah. So oh, and by the begin. way, by the way, uh, shout out to our listeners in the United States, Panama, Germany, Pakistan, Brazil, and Peru. We got a lot of international. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you worldwide. We got a lot of listeners in Panama. Like 10% of our yeah. listeners are in, from Panama. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce From two different towns or places. Cities, yeah. cities in Panama. It's so fun to look at podcast analytics. Yeah, it kind of is. All right. The James Webb Space, Space Telescope. So I'm sh- a lot of you listening have heard of the Hubble Space Telescope. Most people have. Um, and if you didn't know, the Hubble Space Telescope is a telescope that's orbiting earth right now yes. so it's it's like a satellite but it's but it's also a telescope so hubble has done a lot of things for humanity right it was uh it was launched in 1990 i believe um yes 1989 i think no it was 1990 are you sure i'm pretty sure yeah but don't quote me um Hubble has proved the existence of black holes dark matter dark energy and a lot more well we haven't proved dark matter well, no, we, we don't know what dark matter is, but we've yeah. proved that it's, it, exists. It, it, it exists. Okay, sure. We can talk about dark it matter did, it, it did. in another episode. So Stephen Hawking theorized black holes, and the Hubble proved it. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Hubble's resolution, like, zoom and, like... It's not like zoom. zoom. It's, not like, it's not like a camera, like, but, like, it's, it's yeah. really cool. It can go see far ways. Yeah. Hubble has also determined the age of the universe, which is 13.8 billion years. It's crazy. You can't well, it's take that. From well, what we think the is theories, this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's calculated the exact rate at which the universe is expanding. So before, like, this is a little off topic, but like, like you said, how it's calculated the age of the universe, there's these cool theories that say, so you know how the Big Bang happened and yeah. like our universe is expanding and at some point it will reach its max expanding. Well, it has like momentum. Yeah. But at some point it will stop. Okay. Well, that's. Will it? Okay. Yeah. And then it will contrast until it's yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, until, and, then, the and then it'll suck back in. It'll it will condense soon, again. Yeah, it's universe that it's like there's theories that it's infinite, and after it's contract, then the Big Bang happens again, and so on. So, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so that I forget what theory that's called, but yeah, I've definitely heard of that before. So that's the Hubble Space Telescope. It's been in operation for 31 years, um, and excitingly, a new age of space telescopes is upon us. Um, a new yes. telescope called the James Webb Space Telescope 
uh, has been it's been in development for 20 years and it is pretty sweet not gonna lie yeah. uh, and nasa recently announced the launch date of december 18th 2021 so that that'll probably be just before your christmas, christmas gift your your early christmas gift yeah NASA. um the world but you could be listening to this after um james webb launches so if you're listening to it before it then mark your calendars because it's going to be really exciting it will be so the should we talk about the build of the James Webb telescope? Sure. So th- you have to keep in mind these telescopes are m- big, very big. I mean, I mean, they're they're not big, big, well, but because they're constrained. The Hubble was big. The Hubble the Hubble is probably. It's not like you know how you have like a telescope, like you know those buildings that are telescopes. They're like a white dome. Those like, are massive. Yeah, it's those not are, as big as that because there's something like the, yeah. because think about it. In order to get a telescope into orbit or into space, you need to get it up in a rocket. Yes. Right? And a rocket's payload fairing, which is basically how much it can how, carry. How much it can, like the area yep. where it carries cargo. A rocket's payload fa- fairing is only so big. So you can only make a telescope. Unless, so it's, unless it's Starship. But, you know. Yeah. So... That's but a big it, constraint. It's still pretty big. Like if it, you, it's if, big. If, well, like, like if you, I'm sorry. It's I would I'm not, I'm not, I don't think it's per, like. It's not huge, but it's definitely not small. By no means is it small. Yeah, I mean it's much bigger than your average telescope. I would say. Yeah, definitely. But like, yeah, well, yeah. obviously it's. A, and it doesn't exactly look like your conventional telescope either. No, it's so the build. So it has um this, I guess well, shield, like. Well, so basically how it works is beryllium. Well, okay. Um, it has a bunch of mirrors that collect the light. So the, yep. it has the big mirror that's called the primary mirror. The primary mirror is made yep. up of 18 hexagonal, hexagonal, uh, plates of beryllium, like yep. Will said. Um, and that's, that's just that's me. The, Sorry. Yeah. That's the primary mirror that collects all of the light. For those of you who don't know what hexagonal means, it's a it's hexagon. It's a hexagon. Okay, um, and then the light from the light that bounces off of the primary mirror bounces into a second mirror, second mirror called the secondary mirror. Really? Yeah, and then the secondary mirror bounces that light back into a little hole in the center of the primary mirror, and from there it's bounced two more times. It's bounced to a tertiary mirror and then some other mirror. Tertiary. Sure. It's bounced back and forth between two other mirrors, and then it's bounced into the infrared sensor. Yes, that's like the quote-unquote camera. Camera, yeah. Um, so it's actually, I mean, it's like kind of like what old-fashioned cameras were like, except it's way bigger. And yeah. So high tech. Web operates in the infrared spectrum. Yep. Which means that so. Uh, your tip, like, we we all see in the visible light spectrum. And our eyes can only see light in the visible light spectrum. Yes. So, infrared the infrared spectrum is wavelengths that are longer. I think we went over this briefly in one of our earlier episodes yeah. about radiation. And the reason Webb operates in infrared is because its goal is to, one of its goals is to see stars or galaxies that are really far away. And the reason that we on Earth can't see all of the stars and galaxies in the night sky is because as they travel, as the light from the stars and galaxies travels through space, 
the wavelength lengthens to the point where our eyes can't see the light. So Webb yeah. can basically see the light that we can't see with our eyes because it's able to detect the, those infrared wavelengths. Yes. So Isaac Newton actually said this. Uh, it's a famous quote. And he's like, if I can see farther than the normal person... That's because I stand on standing giants, on the shoulders giant, of giants. Yep, shoulders of giants, which is basically. I was actually a, talking about that in school today. Oh yeah, same. Really? Our teacher said that. Same. <laughs> actually, lesson <Yeah>. planning. <laughs> well, we don't have the same teacher, but yeah. So, um, Isaac. So that basically means the people before him. I mean, Isaac Newton is still pretty prehistoric, but <laughs> you know, um, but. Still, like, if we think about us, we can't just, like, have, we don't have this telescope. I mean, we, everybody worked so hard for 20 years, longer than that, to develop this. It's now that we can see so far. Yeah. And, I mean, also, so. Also, Isaac, New- Isaac Newton did not come from prehistoric times. I, that was. It came in, like, what? 1490. 15th century? 14th century? Yes, I'm aware. That was a joke. Okay. Did you. Yes, I know. They're pre- okay, all right, all right. Okay, sorry. For those of sorry. you that didn't grasp that, actually, I'm just kidding. All of you grasped that. It's a good joke. So, Webb is 100 times more powerful than Hubble. Which is... Ow! I just slammed my finger in something. Okay. Yes, it is very powerful. Um, And its primary mirror is larger in spite of its lighter body. Are you okay, Well, I'm fine. All right. So, one of Webb's foremost goals is to discover how stars and galaxies formed from the very first atoms back a while ago. Like, a long time ago. Well, after the Big Bang. Yeah, after it formed. So, Webb operates in the infrared spectrum, like we said before, and that allows it to inspect newborn stars hidden behind dust clouds. And the infrared can infrared some some, like, thin dust clouds, and that allows us to basically understand how these stars are created from atoms and then that will then that will basically tell us how stars and galaxies came to be from the big bang yeah that's really cool so that's kind of the primary mission of web one of them i mean there's multiple like every every space mission but that's one of the big goals um i think so should we talk about what web has like the tools tools okay so the telescope is equipped with four main tools that allow it to do what it does um yeah the first one it's called NIRCAM it's an acronym for I don't know what it's Um, yeah it has 10 detectors that detect light in the near infrared range um so it's basically I mean so there are actually these things called infrared glasses that allow you to see things in infrared that are just invisible to the naked eye. Mm-hmm. So that's just a bunch of those powerful sensors mm-hmm. a lot same yeah. over each other. So NERCAM also is equipped with a chronograph. Um, a chronograph, um, a, well, there's a chronograph can be a bunch of different things, but in astronomy, a chronograph is like a tiny little spot that you put to cover a main light source. Yes. So, for example, to put it simply, if you're ever like blinded by the sun and you, you put your sun up, you put, put your, your hand, hand up, up yeah. to cover the block the sun and then you can see your surroundings better. 
Yes. That's essentially what a chronograph does. So a chronograph blocks the light from the main light source in the system. That could be the star, a galaxy, or a the planet, sun. right? But also, or, yeah, sorry, sun. Um, like, I think Gennady's like, you know how when you try to take a picture and it's really light out, you can't really see? Yeah. Yeah, that's like, you, mm-hmm. that's what it does. The chronographs block it yeah. so you have better resolution. And the reason that the chronograph is blocking the light from that light source is so that it can see fainter things that are around that light source. For example, that could be stars, planets, or moons, right? Yeah, moons. So if you have a bright star that you're inspecting and you can't really see anything around it because the star is so bright, if you block that star, then you block the light from the star, then you can basically see the fainter objects better, around yeah. You can basically see them better. That's what, yeah. So, but the issue, yeah, like the issue with NERCAM is that you can only really get a picture of it. You can't, we, we don't, NERCAM isn't going to tell us all that we need to know about no, these things that, these fainter objects. That's why have. there's other tools on board. Yeah. And so the second tool, it's called NERSPEC. It's also an acronym. An acronym, which we also don't know the, the true. The acronym. The acronym, what it stands for, because um, it's like eight letters, six, seven letters. Yeah, so NERSPEC is actually super fascinating, and I don't understand how it works whatsoever, but what it does is by with just studying the light, the spectrum of light from an object, NERSPEC can identify it's, the mass, yeah. temperature, and chemical composition. Which is ridiculous. I mean, of I, the object. How? Yeah, so basically we see a... Maybe if we knew what it stood, stood for, we would have a better idea. <laughs> Um, if, like, if we look away at a planet that's, I don't know, really far away, we can basically, we basically... We know its living surroundings. Yeah, we know its mass, its temperature, and its chemical composition, which gives us, which gives us a good idea of if it could be habitable for life. Yeah, which is, I mean, while, if we're looking into nearby galaxies, that would take, with current rocket technology, decades, centuries to get to. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe millenniums, depending on yeah. But I mean, we could use this on planets that are in our within our galaxy that yeah. are so far away, and we can use these to see because Earth, like we we've talked about this, Earth life will run out. We will have to move. In Mars, if we it, make it, and if Mars will do the same thing because Mars is right next to Earth, we need to look for other. If this is a step in that direction as well, yeah. I mean, that's not, like, probably what they're a not. Small step, a small step, but a step, no less. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, if this is accurate, yeah. it's definitely a step. However, in, or- in order to examine the light from the furthest away galaxies, Nurspec has to focus on them for t- 100 hours straight. And yeah, but it's, I like mean, that's not days. really a lot, but NASA's very, like, they don't really want to waste all their resources on one thing for four days straight. So to avoid wasting a lot of resources on one object, the telescope uses a micro shutter system to focus to focus on one object and to block all of the irre- irrelevant light. This has severely cut down that 100 hour time. Yes. It's like how you can see more stars in a rural in a rural countryside than in a city, right? Yes, because Blake goes to Napa. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. But um, we have a child screaming in the background. Yes, Blake's brother is in distress. Yeah, so it's like how 
you could see more light in a rural countryside than in the city, right? Because the more light in your surroundings, the harder it is to see fainter objects. So the micro shutter system blocks all of the irrelevant light. So that's like stars and galaxies that we're not trying to look at. And then that light that we can see better now it's easier is interpreted by Nurspec. Yeah, it's easier to focus on. Because there's so much many things that we want to see in space, Webb needs to be able to move around and focus on specific na- things. It Which can't just look orbit. aimlessly wherever it ends up, right? So the telescope's primary mirror moves with the fine guidance sensor, which stands for FGS, um, and that's Webb's third tool. And that precisely positions the mirror where it can capture the right scans. Yes. Um, so, so this is also something for better resolution and better uh, focus yeah. on fainter objects. Well, it's like, it's, it basically looks for... You can look for what you want to look at, right? Yes. Not just wherever you end up. Which is key for the success. Yeah. So... Mission. Yeah. So the issue is that near-infrared light cannot always penetrate thick dust clouds, which is what NERT CAM is doing. So it can't always see behind thick dust clouds. So, So as a result, Webb is equipped with a fourth tool called MIRI. It's an, also an acronym. Um, Miri, so many acner, ac- yeah. acronyms. Miri is equipped with a camera and a spectrograph. Um, a spectrograph basically separates light by its wavelength. Yes. Um, so it's like radiation light. Yeah, and it works and in yada, a yada, yada. yeah. It works in a different range of infrared light than NERCAM, and that different range has wavelengths long enough to penetrate thick, thick dust clouds. Yeah. So that will allow us to see other stars mm-hmm. and galaxies and planets through the dust clouds. Yeah. Um, the issue with MIRI is that it has to be cooled to negative 447.61 degrees Fahrenheit. Someone likes the cold. Yeah, or else, it will, or else it will just capture its own heat in the scans. So it has pipes to allow helium to th- flow through, which basically cools. The, How the many clouds. Kelvins would that be? Because that's got to be close to zero, absolute zero. No. No, it's like no. 85 Kelvins. I mean, well, see, see, this is a little off topic, is. but there, the, this room we're in right now is probably 299, 300 yeah, Kelvins. Yeah, I'd say 300 Kelvins. Yeah, so, I mean, four, negative 466, seven, I mean. Yeah, with the, the I, I, how are they doing that? Well, they're doing it with the helium pipes. Okay. And also it's doing it with the sun shield, which we'll talk about. Um, but... It's not just the Miri's heat that's it that it could capture. It could also capture radiation yeah. from the sun, the moon, and Earth, right? Because they're Everything. all radiating heat, and we can't really prevent that. Like we well, can't, we, we 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 can't eliminate the sun, or Earth, or the moon. Um, so what Webb has is it has a sun shield that spans the underside of the telescope. Um, it's like sixty nine point five feet long. And 49, 45.5 feet wide at the longest and widest points, respectively. So, like we said, this is still pretty big, to be yeah. honest. Um, the sun shield is composed of five layers with space in between, so each layer, so with e- between each layer, so that they can cool effectively. And each layer is made from a special material called captain that can withstand very, very high temperatures. What elements are those? I don't know. Is that made up? Okay. And each layer is also coated in aluminum. Yes, which is, I mean, it's got to be very thick aluminum, 
I would say, because mm-hmm. it like I mean it is Captain. It's by the way Captain with a K. It's not mm-hmm. spelled the way you would think it is. Um, it yeah I mean if it's orbiting outside of Earth, the sun, sun shield. I mean it, it's got to have to withstand some high radiation temperature. Yeah. So or else Webb, it's toast. Yeah. So Webb can't. The issue like Webb can't really orbit Earth for two reasons. Um, one, actually three reasons. One, it's too close to the Earth, and it would be too close to the Earth, and it would just get too hot. That was something with yeah. Um, two, the issue. One of the issues with Hubble was that it would the moon because the moon is so bright, the moon could interfere with certain shots. Yeah. And. The, you you can predict where the moon's gonna be, but you can't predict where satellites gonna, are gonna be, and that's the third issue. Yeah. What, 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 if you're taking a long exposure photo, a long exposure photo is basically a photograph, but it, it it's it's exactly like it needs to focus, focus on the object for a while so we can capture hours. the most light. Well, so we can capture a lot of light to get the best clarity. And if um, sunlight, I mean, if satellites and and it, what's it called, and the moon and sun and Earth and all that are or messing it up, we're not going to get a good enough photo. And yeah. It's going to be tampered with. And oftentimes, when Hubble is capturing one of those long exposure photos, a, a satellite comes in and completely ruins the photo. A lot of times. And so we can't really, we can't really do that with Webb. So Webb is going to be positioned at a place called Lagrange Point 2. Um, a Lagrange point is a place at which two celestial bodies' gravitational pulls cancel each other out. So you're just effectively ha- letting the object hover there. Yes. Without really moving. So is it on the opposite side of Earth? So yeah. So Webb at- isn't actually going to go to L2. It's going basically in orbit around L2. Yeah. Um, L- so you have the Sun and you have the Earth that's orbiting the Sun, right? Yes. Webb is going to be basically positioned slightly behind the Earth. Yeah. And it's going to kind of be orbiting with the Earth. But it's like the moon. But no, the moon's over now. It's, um, yeah, it's but behind the, the moon. It's not going to orbit. It's going to orbit further away from the sun than the Earth is. So think about it this way. You have the sun in the center. Then you have the Earth. And then right behind the Earth, you have Webb, which, like, which is where L2 is. Um, which is L2 stands for Lagrange point two. Um, and the thing, the reason that this works is because the sun shield is facing, is basically protecting the telescope from the earth, this earth, the sun and the moon. So it's facing, the sun shield is facing towards all of those things so that none of those light source, those heat sources are going to be an issue with what I agree. Yeah, so I think um, should we talk about what like? I mean, I feel like we've covered this pretty well. What do you think Webb has like the potential to discover, or what do you think we could be um, looking at right here? A lot of th- a theoretical physicist called Michio Kaku. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but if he's watching this, you know. Uh, I he th- he thinks there's a chance that we'll discover an alien civilization with Webb. That could that, that's actually. A, I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, we'll, we'll certainly... Although, f- the, t- the theories of alien civilization so far are limited as microorganisms. And I'm not... Sh- I mean, well, as we theorized, at least in our solar system or nearby 
solar systems. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if other galaxies have a humanoid species mm-hmm. or anything of the sort. But if it it does, we would be able to capture that with Webb. I mean, there's yeah. also so many plants and solar systems that we won't be able to get even close to a fraction of them. But there's still a possibility. Yeah, Webb has the potential to do so much, yeah. to discover so much. Hubble discovered so much. And now Webb, who's much more powerful than and Hubble, will hopefully shouldn't cover a lot more yeah. than Hubble ever did. Should we go to some trivia? Yeah, I think that wraps it up for Web. Hubble. Stay tuned for the launch. Um, and let's head December eighteenth. Yeah, let's head to some trivia. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Alrighty. Shall I go first? Yes. Okay. What um, does CPU stand for? Oh, wait, I know this, I know this, I know this. Computer. Oh, man. I know this. You're going to tell me. Central processing unit. Uh, yeah, okay. It's all, I see it on the computer. That's why I was... Um, okay. A CPU stand... It basically provides processing power and instructions for the computer to okay. run quickly. Where are the 2022 Winter Olympics? Like, what? where? Oh... This isn't my guess. I know it's in, I think it's in China. Um, I'm going to go. Shanghai? No, it's in like Beijing. Beijing, ah. Beijing. Rito for one. Okay. Okay. What does GPU stand for? Great point out. Or wait, no, that's GPA. Um, Something processing unit. Okay. What's the something? G. Garage. Graphics processing unit. Graphics. Well, that's the graphics awesome. processing unit is a specialized processor for rendering graphics, video editing, sure, sure, gaming, sure, 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 machine sure, sure, learning, sure, sure. rendering. Okay, okay. That Who is Google's CEO? Oh, I know him. I'm pretty sure he's um, Indian. Yes. Um, I know it. Tell me. Sundor Pachi or Pachai, Pachai. Okay, you're definitely not pronouncing it right. But it's Sundor, or Sundar, okay, Pachai. It's Indian. Okay, we're um, okay. okay. for two. Okay, what does S O C stand for on a computer? I have no clue. What? System on chip. Basically, what are these questions? Basically, it has an integrated CPU and GPU. Is okay. your grandfather a computer? Oh, yeah, so he doesn't tell me about the parts of a computer though. He's not he he's a computer okay. he does science through the computer. Right, he doesn't okay. he right. doesn't okay. learn the science okay. of computers. Okay. Um oh god, this is too easy. Actually no, this one's not. Which is more frequently used? Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify. Dang it. Alright, let's go. Okay. <clears throat> Rounded to the nearest tenth of a second. What is the fastest Rubik's Cube solve time? A three for a three by three. I know this. 4.2. 3.5. When? It's four. The, the record is 3.47, but rounded to the nearest tenth, 3.5. When was that broken? 
I don't know. In like the last year or so. Oh, because I just, it was 4.2. Okay. Stop ripping paper. My bad. That's. Okay, go. What's the most common Halloween candy in the U.S.? Oh. I think it's Reese's Pieces, but. um, Yeah, Reese's Pieces. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Wrong. I said Reese's Pieces because, like, wrong. I meant Reese's. Well, too bad, man. Okay, fine. Okay, I need this Come right. Come on. I need to get their next one wrong for us to tie. Okay. If you get this wrong, I win. Yeah. Who is the Prime Minister of the UK currently? I could have known the one in, like, 30, 40 years ago. Winston Churchill. But yeah, anybody could know that. What? I don't, I don't know. Boris Johnson. I would have never known. Please get us to our goal of 1,000 plays. Here, hold on. Can you just ask me your last question? What college did Henry Ruggs go to? I don't know. Oh, oh uh, Alabama. Dang it. Okay. Well, you know, thank you. See you guys in the next episode. Please get us to our goal. Share the video or the, the episode. Thank you for Peace. listening. End it.